0: talk to the listeners that just got on this is dr duncan McCollum, ksco radio and i have david avocado wolf on and we're talking about the colors of food and you know again when i first heard this i my jaw dropped because nobody talks about this the way you do putting all of the nutrients in the different types of food and understand how that's going to help our body be healthy have the brain the nervous system the digestive system and such so so black foods they're uh, those are now, uh, would you talk about charcoal and stuff like that as well? Charcoal is Charcoal's,
1: that... okay. So by this theory, then, when we look at something like charcoal, we would expect it to extend life because it's black. Well, it is true that charcoal has the by far the leading track record of extending life in animals for the last 70 years. So, when you know, if you're wondering, like, what do you mean charcoal? Like, activated charcoal in animal studies increases life better than any other substance ever found by far by far. There's nothing even close second. That's why I'm such an activist about activated charcoal for detox. Yeah. Because there's no question that in the last maybe third of our life, what really is getting us is metabolic problems with detoxifying not only metabolic toxins, but obviously air, food and water toxins that are coming in from factories, synthetic materials. And then on top of that, it's just that, you know, the overall toxic load of You know, just everything in our whole society, stress, um, being sedentary. And so what charcoal is really doing is it's adding an extra filter medium into our body, like an extra kidney or liver. Mm -hmm. And it's a black substance.
0: You know, it was really amazing when we met in Nashville, I think it was, you were talking about, well, first of all, I just got to back up because I have a couple books of yours. One is the superfood book.
1: Oh, cool. Thanks.
0: Yeah. And and then here you signed it for me and you said, live long and laugh loud. And I thought that was really cool. And, you know, one of your quotes is today's the best day ever. And, you know, that is just one of the things you're known for. But I got to tell you on this subject, the second book I got is Chaga. Oh, nice. And in it, you said Santa Cruz rules. So. You have a little bit of history here with hunting the mushrooms and stuff, so I just wanted to bring that up. You're not a, you're not a foreigner to Santa Cruz soil. Not at
1: all. I, I first went to Santa Cruz in 1981, I believe was my first time in Santa Cruz, and that was back in the day of, days of arcade games, and down. I remember down, there was a big pavilion, still there, I don't know the name of it, you would yeah, know the name of the it. it's the boardwalk. Down at the boardwalk, we had the, all these arcade games there, and we'd go down there and play video games. But eventually, now, today, these days, I, I go to Santa Cruz to hunt mushrooms. Yeah. Tree mushrooms. And that's a very important distinction. I do want to mention, just because we're on air and people need to know this, tree mushrooms are medicinal mushrooms. Medicinal mushrooms are mushrooms that grow on trees. You remember that great film Avatar when, when the guy says, mm-hmm. no, it's just a bunch of stupid trees. Who cares? Um, is it just a bunch of stupid trees? When we cut down a tree, we're doing more harm than we, we can even fathom. We have no idea really what the extent of the damage is when a tree is cut down because of all that biomass, what the tree's doing, and then what grows out of the tree eventually, which is the mushroom, which in a human being can be made into a tea, which is a medicinal mushroom, of which shaga is one of the most famous these days. Shaga grows out of birch trees and related mm. species of birch.
0: Wow. But you know, one thing you were here too, and you had just been up to Harbin Hot Springs and it had burned. And one thing that you said, and this goes along kind of with your attitude of today's the best day ever. You said, you know what? I went and got in the water that had been charcoal filtered. It was the most pure water. And it really gave me a different perspective. Of course, the fires are devastating and terrible, but you know they do happen in nature. And the result is that you Just like we're talking about charcoal cleaning the body, we're saying it was cleaning the environment. That was like an aha moment for me.
1: That's, that's, it was for me too, you know, to find out that charcoal acts at a distance. Let's say I had a, a a piece of charcoal like this. I have a piece of charcoal in my hand and it's sitting open in my room. It will attract to itself all kinds of oxidants in this room to itself without even being, without that fan being on just by sitting there. Hmm becomes an attractor for that stuff so it can act at a distance
0: that's amazing
1: that's an important thing to comprehend because when we when i was at Harbin hot springs and i saw what had happened there and the devastation you know because i could have gotten in the hot pools and i thought let me just wander up a little bit and see if we can get into one of these cold pools one of these wild rivers as i got into that burnt ecosystem i've never been in anything so clean so purified ever in my life I, I've, I didn't even go to the hot springs. I just did cold dips into the cold river, one after the other, after the other, after the other, um, and then walked back down to the hot pools, grabbed grab the girls that I was with and, and when we took off. So that's, that's the power of the, this kind of information. You start to realize, like, actually, the cold water is better for you than hot water. Charcoal-filtered water in nature, you can't beat it. You
0: can't wow. beat it. That's amazing. That, that, I really love that. Well, we better um, move on to another color. Okay, let's move on
1: to another color. Red's a good one to talk about because it's really about red and black initially when you first get into this stuff. And, and red, red colors blood, and mm-hmm. it has to do with chi energy. So there's certain energies. We, we've already talked about jing energy, which is it's like a treasure that you're accumulating treasure you know, in your life, and you're trying to build jing up. Another one you're trying to build up is your chi and your chi has to do with your ability to mobilize energy quickly, to mobilize your immunity quickly, and it's a red color. It has to do with red energy. So, for example, beet juice, beet juice is a great example. Beets in general, it's blood. It builds blood. It's one of the things. Like if somebody's if they're anemic, they need to eat red meat, right? Not yeah. white meat or brown meat. It's red meat. Why is that? Because it's blood. Red is the color of blood. Red is the color of action. Red is the color of energy. But there's a flip side to red. Unlike black, there's, there's a point where it's too much, where it's volatile, and it can disturb you. So if somebody goes on a diet where they're eating only red meat, eventually they'll become agitated and disturbed because of too much red, which is an interesting correlation to fire.
0: Interesting. Yeah. It's
1: very interesting. It, it, ta- it has taught me, actually, this— this research on color, which I'm now I'm going through all of it again, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually publish it in the next couple of years. This is the most extensive scientific research I've ever done, and nobody is, is aware of any of this stuff. It just blows my mind that there can be a relationship between the color red fire and having too much red food to me tells you there's a higher intelligence at work.
0: Yeah, and what's interesting with the red meat thing too is that there's a pathway that it creates the anabolic pathway, which builds too many things or a lot of stuff and too much of it over time can actually start building bad stuff in your body, creating things that we don't like to even talk about, (laughs) (laughs) which which doesn't go along with the best day ever. So we just got to really- really It really
1: doesn't. We're trying to get people to the best day ever. So with red food, if you need blood, if you're anemic or you need more energy, red food, but not too much. Don't get too crazy on red food. Now, mm-hmm. let's talk about yellow food. Okay. Yellow food's like always behind all chlorophyll and all of nature is yellow. So okay. if you've ever had it, like Doc, have you ever had it in like your fridge, you look in there and you see the kales turning yellow or, or the spinach is turning yellow. You ever seen that? Of course. Okay, so it didn't actually turn yellow. What actually is happening there is the chlorophyll's breaking down and now you see the yellow that was all already there. Hmm. So now the chlorophyll
0: is yellow- being oxidized or –
1: yeah, the chlorophyll is breaking down. It's from it could be fermenting, for example. And when it ferments, you know, this is one of the things that happens with um, tobacco. I'm a tobacco grower here in, in Hawaii, just for, as a hobby thing. And uh-huh. um, you ferment the leaves, and you'll see that when the leaves start fermenting and the chlorophyll breaks down, that the yellow's there. See so, yeah, that's the color. That's the natural color of leaves is yellow without the chlorophyll. Hmm. So what's this yellow about? Well, yellow has to do with the growth of new healthy tissue. For example, if somebody's pregnant, they need yellow, 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 yellow. If somebody's repairing their body, they broke a foot or something, yellow, 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 yellow. When you look into like the vitamins, for example, vitamin B9, folate, folic acid, it's a yellow. It's a yellow mm-hmm. compound. This is why, like when a child's born, if the mother never ate green vegetables, the, you know, science has figured out, hey, some, there's a deficiency here in folic acid, or could be right, when the mother's pregnant and she's not getting enough folate, right, which means she's not eating enough folium. That's the Latin word, which means not enough leaves, green leaves. That's where wow, foliage comes from. Foliage. You got yeah. it. It's amazing. And, and so that's what she actually needs is that yellow color to develop that baby. So for tissue repair, reju- rejuvenation, yellows the color to go to. Like, you know, there's the coenzyme Q10 and ubiquinol. One's mm-hmm. white and one's yellow, and they oxidize back and forth between each other, white, white to yellow, white to yellow, white to yellow. That's, that right there is an energy production thing. White has to do with brand new. Everything's clean clean slate. So if somebody's very digestively broken down, they can't digest anything, white food. They're a new, brand new baby. What color's milk? White. Hmm. There's a logic to that. But then it, white, eventually, the first color that you can digest is yellow, and that's for developing tissue, growing a baby. So, for example, you take a yellow, a lutein-rich baked squash for a brand new baby that's just starting to eat food. Perfect. Avocado, yellow-green, perfect for a new baby. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Because they're growing. That's yellow. Let's get into other colors. Go go
0: ahead. A a friend of mine just on that subject, he was visiting me. I knew him years ago, but his, his daughter lives in Akwai, and they had twins, and he was just telling me last night that... When he went to visit her, the first foods this baby ate was avocado, poi, and I forget what the other thing was, but it was like, it's that poi? Is it really? I've had it once when I was 10. I didn't like it so much. <laughs> but so what's the thing about bananas? I mean, you know, they're just overbred, and they're just like completely devoid of any anything anymore or what? Because I've oh, heard yeah,
1: if I could run downstairs and get, we grow bananas here. It's just wild. Whatever grows, grows. You know, that's, mm-hmm. how, that's how we deal with stuff, the wild food here. And we only deal with wild bananas because we don't want to deal with the cultivars because they're too susceptible to disease. Mm-hmm. So if bananas are too bred for, you know, being seedless and being, you know, the kind of Ecuadorian bananas we're all used to in North America, they actually become very susceptible to disease. So, for example, this latest batch of bananas, They were a little bit shorter than the bananas that we're used to, but man, they were fat. They were fat bananas. It was amazing. We had, I I probably ate 40 bananas the last week, which I don't really eat bananas, but because they were our own and they were so big, I was like, okay, this time, let's do it. But again, most of the bananas that we're eating are hybridized. They're Ecuadorian. They're, you know, they're gassed. It's just not pretty.
0: It's just so, you know, I mean, it's just like what happened to the grain when it got hybridized in 1970, you know, by Dr. Blalock or whoever it was, who got, won the Nobel Prize for it to try to help create more food for us. But it, it's, we can't even digest it. It's just created all these problems. But yellow foods, okay, so you're talking about apricots, squashes, cantaloupes, things along yes. that line.
1: Yeah, exactly. And green leafy vegetables. And many mm-hmm. vegetables have yellows in them. And cucumbers and you know cucumber actually if you let a cucumber ripen if you're a cucumber grower eventually the outside turns yellow or right. even orange and that's the beta carotene and lutein beta carotene's orange lutein's yellow and that's what get so actually the entire melon family has very is very rich in vegetable pigments or carotenoids which are always yellow orange or red yellow orange or red so when you eat a like a watermelon what's that red it's lycopene the same red that's in tomato you're listening to McCollum Wellness
2: Radio.
0: Are you living with sciatica? Have you tried everything from physical therapy to surgery? Have your nerves been burned or have you been injected with everything from Pregnizone to Demerol? Good news, there is a way to fix your sciatica. In my book, New Hope for Sciatica, I'll show you little-known methods that will help you get out of pain and get your life back, including what most doctors overlook when evaluating your unique sciatic condition, how to reduce the inflammation in your body, and the biggest roadblock to getting out of pain, and much more. Go to newhopeforsciatica.com to order your book now and access special bonuses to help you feel better fast. That's newhopeforsciatica.com sciatica s c i a t i c a and go to newhopeforsciatica.com
1: let's go to green next because green you know when i talk about green leafy vegetables when you get greens in your greens you get yellow and green together and green is a deodorizer detoxifier neutralizer it is the greatest detoxifier neutralizer in all of nature right? That's its role. It, it's the wizard. It's like a mom. I, you know, I often talk about chlorophyll like the mom. Miracles hmm. every day, no one notices.
0: <laughs> Miracles awesome. every
1: day, no one sees it. And that's really what chlorophyll is about. It's a it's miraculous substance and it's a detoxifier and it's a blood builder too. It's almost a universal antidote. And that's a great mm-hmm. word, by the way, antidote. So hmm. if you do your, whatever you're into, let's say you're into celery juice, great. Let's say, I like parsley. I like parsley, celery, parsley, celery, cucumber juice, parsley, celery, cucumber, green apple. It's incredible the uh, fresh juices we can get today. Like I go to, what's that great market in Santa Cruz? You guys have some great health food stores in Santa new Cruz.
0: Leaf, there's New, new leaf, leaf, there's um, Staff of Life. Both of those guys are awesome. Awesome.
1: awesome. Both of them are awesome. awesome. Yeah. And, and it's, you go walk in there and you go, I want to – give me a green juice. Okay, it's going to be celery, parsley, cucumber, green apple. And then what's going to happen is you're going to start getting those compounds in your body. You're going to notice like, okay, that's going to be different than a purple juice. Let's say I went and got purple cabbage. What's the effect of purple? Mm-hmm. Purple berries, for example. Well, purple is the protector of the nervous system, of the gut nervous system, and the central nervous system, both. So if somebody has ulcers, for example, ca- purple cabbage juice, purple cabbage juice, purple cabbage juice, purple cabbage juice, until that whole thing settles down. Somebody has poor eyesight, they need to eat purple foods.
0: Hmm. The lutein and all that. So what about mixing all these colors? Like some people make these drinks and they, you know, they have everything under the sun in there. There's no harm in that, right? But it's not going to be targeted to different healing things necessarily.
1: Right, it's nice to get all the rainbow colors, and like this morning we did purple, red, yellow was our morning drink. Purple, red, and yellow. So we're kind of off on that side of the spectrum. Now you're going to notice that if you keep doing that, you're going to feel this want to, this need to want to be grounded and have those have those mineral rich green vegetables, or you want you're going to be. It's like having too much fruit. Eventually, you're going to want to have vegetables or something more savory to kind of balance all all that fruit out, because that has to do with some, with the colors right? Hmm. If, if I'm always like super high up there on reds and purples and oranges and yellows, eventually I'm going to need green to center me out, to yeah. neutralize.
0: Yeah, green is amazing. Like all of the, the cruciferous vegetables, those ones that look like cross leaves, those things have amazing ability to get the liver to detox in that both of these different types of what we call phases, the liver is able to dump real bad things like bad estrogens and other bad toxins. So, those green foods are detoxifiers.
1: Yes, yeah. and, and that's, you that's bring up a great example with the cruciferous vegetables, which is a personal favorite of mine. I'm trying to make broccoli great again. Um, so-
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> or Brussels sprouts, even.
1: <laughs> you know, it, this is the best ever. This is for everybody listening. If you want a little trivia question, the actual name of Brussels sprouts, the real name is Brussels sprout.
0: Brussels sprout.
1: Yeah, the, the brussels is pure plural, and the sprout is singular. It's bizarre, but it's one hmm. of those little, little trivia things in the health field that you might be able to throw at your friends. Um, but anyway, those green cruciferous vegetables are great. Kale is great. Just incredible. You know, we have so many things to choose from. Now, let's keep going on these colors because I mentioned orange quickly, but orange is the great anti-inflammatory. So, of course, curcumin – which is the orange pigment of turmeric we had we planted 25 turmeric's yesterday and we had it in our smoothie last night for for our evening um that's the orange pigment that's the anti-inflammatory so yellow has to also by the way yellow is about happiness and tissue development you take that happiness move it into action then you get the anti-inflammatory that's orange and then red is just pure action
0: Wow, yeah, again, back to the heart, That's just needs that constant power, of constant energy to keep it going.
1: Yes, right, exactly. That's your chi. And so your heart, this is, it's interesting to me about, about Western civilization, is that we still, number one cause of death is still heart attack. One more time. The number one cause of death is still heart attack.
0: Yeah. Pretty and grand. so there's
1: so much we can do to protect our heart. We know it's diet and lifestyle related and stress yeah. related.
0: Yeah, you just—I was reading something that you um, about you talking about. Isn't that a new book coming out talking about the stresses, or yet something? Talking yeah, about. Yeah,
1: I, I have a um, I have a really good program out there called Stress Hacks. It's out on the internet, but it's yeah, the tell most. Tell us about your program. Yeah, That's tell us about this. Right okay, so Stress Hacks is—I I did a project on stress, and it took me I don't know about nine months to do this whole thing, and I and I shared it with a friend of mine who I was going to do the project with, and he said. We can do this together. We can do it better. Why don't you scrap all that? Let's start over. I didn't, wasn't happy about hearing that, but I did it because he was right. We could improve it. It took us about a year to finish it. It's called Stress Hacks. It's over 70 Stress Hacks, 12 in-depth videos, plus a book. Yeah. And, and it's just fun. Love How do they find that?
0: How do they find well, that?
1: You can, you can find it. You can just go to davidwolf.com. This mm-hmm. is my, my main website. And right at the bottom, there's a special, we're doing a hundred bucks off on stress hacks right now. So right at the very bottom on the bottom footer, you'll see it there, a little button that you can click. It's a long banner actually, you'll be able to see it. And um, the reason why I'm doing that one is because I spent a lot of this summer doing like discounts on my superfoods and products and stuff. And I thought, why don't we do something that's like more information, you know, let's, let's get back to that. So we just kind of decided that this week and. I'm going through all stress hacks personally myself, my own, my own program right now. I started last night, got through three videos, and it's That's so tough. Awesome. Know, just bring in that stress down.
0: Yeah, you know, there's, as we know, three types of stress, really, physical, chemical, and then the mental, spiritual, right? And uh, what we're talking about really with the foods primarily is, is helping the chemistry in our body and helping with the toxicity that we're bombarded with right now. And, of course, I don't know, how, what island do you live on?
1: I live on Big Island and Kauai. So you live on Kauai? Yeah. Oh, both of, of them.
0: Yeah, because yeah. we were in Maui a while back, and we have a friend that lives there, and you know, Monsanto's like taken that island over apparently, and I don't know about the other ones, but that, that stuff, the effect, how that affects your digestive system and breaks apart this gut barrier and creates this thing called leaky gut that just allows all these bad chemicals to get into our body, into our cells, into our brain. And that can cause all kinds of, you know, physical conditions as well as mental stuff. So when you're talking about your stress pack, or I believe I said that right, but, you know, there's people got to realize that you got to work on all three areas, you know, and as a chiropractor, I take care of physical stress on the body. But as a nutritionist, I'm working on pulling the, helping people balance the damage done by the toxins in our environment, coming down four generations through our parents with heavy metals. And uh, just all that we need so much help. You know, we got to get the word out to people. And that's why I'm so glad you came on the air, because the more we put this out, the healthier we're going to be.
1: And it's, you know, it's so fun to be healthy. That's another thing, too, is if you're sitting there and you're thinking, you know, I'm 50 pounds overweight. I can't do this. You absolutely can. I've got testimonials. Friends of mine lost 100 pounds, 200 pounds, 50 pounds, 75 pounds. You name it, you name any condition, any situation, I've seen it go all the way back to vigorous health, including terminal disease, days left to live, days, not even weeks, days left to live. So that tells me something that there's always a shot, you know, that it ain't over until it's over. You you, you know, Like my, my old phrase was this, it's always too early to die, it's never too late to start living.
0: That's good, I like that. Another one, a Davidism, a wolfism. Okay.
1: <laughs> well, let, let me, let's get to this. I want to do this color, which is the color brown. Yeah. Uh, so if we're down with brown, brown should be moving down. So wolfism is this one. Brown foods, it's like brown coffee in the morning and senna and aloe vera compound. The brown part is a laxative. They're laxatives. Brown, even, cho- even chocolate is a laxative. Many people eat chocolate and it immediately stimulates a bowel movement. Brown is broken down red. So the compounds in, in what's coming out of you that's brown is broken down hemoglobin. Hemoglobin's been broken down into stercubillins, which are brown.
0: Right. That's pretty cool. And, you know, chocolate is obviously one of my favorites and the c- cacao and um, the antioxidant and all of it. Can you just tell us a little bit about that? Because when I was reading your part of a chocolate, dark chocolate Advocate, I went, All right, man, I like this guy more all the time, you know. So, what is it that makes us feel like, you know, it's a good thing for us to get this good, healthy chocolate?
1: Okay, so one thing about chocolate is it's very, very high in antioxidants. To the average American, it's the number one antioxidant food they're eating. And that means it has a density, it has a layering of these color pigments. Actually, there's a relationship between antioxidants and color pigments, they're related to each other. A food like blueberries that's high in color pigments is also high in antioxidants. Because the color pigment itself is an antioxidant, and it's, a, it's the major antioxidant in the food, which is such a startling statement, right? It's, wow. But it's obvious. It's like, like in beets, the betalane. The beta lane is the dominant antioxidant in beets, but it's also red, and that's why the beet's red, or it could be a yellow beta lane, That's why the beet's yellow. I'm a chocolate grower. I've been a chocolate grower for 15 years. I'm one of the only nutritionists in the world. Who actually grows all my own foods and also grows every a lot of what I sell as superfoods? I grow it myself. Right. I'm different in that way, so I know. I know the chocolate. I planted seven chocolate trees yesterday. I mean, that's how hardcore I am into chocolate. Um, On this farm, we've got over 300 chocolate trees, 28 different genetics. Chocolate is the right drug for a human being. Everybody's trying to reach for. Let's reach for alcohol. We know how dangerous that is, right? Mm -hmm. We know. If we go too far into any one thing it's trouble but there's something that's always there for us and that's chocolate and it's maybe it's the anandamide the bliss chemical in chocolate maybe it's the PEA and the phenethylamines in chocolate maybe it's the high antioxidant content of chocolate maybe it's the magnesium in chocolate but chocolate does cause us to be, feel happier and increases lifespan chocolate eaters live longer that's been proven
0: interesting of course we get the chocolate that through hershey's it's all genetically modified and filled with sugar and right. you know, horrendous yeah so well, how long does it take for a uh, for a chocolate tree or a cacao tree to actually produce
1: i'm so glad you said cacao the real name of yeah. chocolate is cacao it's not cocoa yeah. that was a british just the, you know the british couldn't pronounce cacao they misspelled it next thing you know we got this word cocoa c o c o a it's actually c a c a o And, um, it takes the, at the best situation, like I'm thinking of one of my trees over here, two and a half years from seed to fruit. Normally it's about, it's four, four and a half years, but that one, there's a particular variety that we grow here. We call it starburst. It really does well here. It really does. And that was a starburst tree.
0: Hmm. And when, is it sweet when it's in the cacao, just the, the fruit of the cacao or, I mean, in itself, ripe and sweet, or do you have to add anything to it or what? I've tasted the stuff you had at the at the place. It was amazing.
1: It's okay. So let, let me lay that out for you. Chocolate is comes perfect as it is. Uh, I should go run downstairs. I got cacao fruits <laughs> right down there. It's a. We're not going to be able
0: to. to we're not going to be able to taste it though. You can't do that. You're going to eat it in front of us. That would be terrible.
1: <laughs> right. But it's nice to see it. I wonder if I have any up here. I don't even have. I usually even have them right around me in my room. Um, But the pot is like a Nerf football, right? It's about the size of a Nerf football. And when you open it up, it's got usually around 30 cacao beans in there with the fruit pulp all around it. So it's got the – they're not beans. It's really a nut.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's, a nut. It's, chocolate. it's a nut. It's a nut. It's a wide nut in the world. And it's got this white pulp around it. And so what we do is we'll take all the whole thing and just dehydrate that either directly in the sun or in a dehydrator – so the fruit pulp dries with the nut in it. That's what chocolate is naturally. That's the best. When people taste that, they can't believe it. They, can't, they, they, they lose their mind. They're like, Why, what is this? How come I never had this before? How could this be? Something so familiar to us that like chocolate, we don't know anything about it. It's, it's a mind bender. So all these years, like almost 20 years now, I've been out there going, chocolate is the best thing ever. Chocolate is the best thing ever.
0: Um, but we get all our guilty pleasures, you know. And i, oh, I was man. reading I was reading in one of your books. You were talking about that, you know, chocolate helps people lose weight. And if you have chocolate in the morning, can you explain that process?
1: Okay, so I'm I'm not a coffee guy. I only drink chocolate in the morning. And uh, actually, my morning drink is 100% homegrown chocolate with homegrown lucuma, with with our own honey, with our own tea. You know, from our own herbs that are growing here, blended with coconut. So wow. I have a, you know, so I, if I want a little bit more fat in there, you know, I'm feeling a little hungry. I'll put a little more in there. If I want less, then I won't put the coconut in. Um, but you blend that up, and this was the one this morning. Gone <laughs> uh, now. Um, and I'll I'll blend that up to about right there, and that's uh-huh. my morning drink. And I'll usually start anywhere from four to six in the morning, and boom, just just start powering through the day. So instead of coffee, I do chocolate. And in that chocolate, again, I'm getting the, the brown. I'm getting actually in the, in the real chocolate, chocolate's not fermented too much. It's not mass processed. You get a lot of purple, and then I'm going to get a lot of orange from my leucuma here. So I'm getting a lot of beta carotene. And th- that combination right there, it's where you got the brown, you got the purple, and you got the orange. Now think about that. That um, right there is like you you're bringing your inflammation down, you got the purple, that's bringing your um, nervous system to sharpness because we're up and we've got to get some work done. And then the chocolate is, you know, it's eventually going to stimulate, that brown's going to stimulate things to move in the morning, if you know what I mean.
0: Yeah, and we're going to get rid of all the toxins in our body quickly with that. So in a, in a, a lot of the people that are taking my classes and that what we're t- kind of teaching them for the first time in their life, I mean, people... I had one guy that um, he 's probably listening. He was a construction worker two weeks into the program of just getting him to watch how much, how much food he 's putting in his mouth, how many times he 's putting food in his mouth, um, cutting out some of you know any of the grains and, and sugary foods. He raised his hand on the second week and said, "I was taking forty ibuprofen a week forty that 's a deadly dose." because he's a construction worker in his 60s, and he, that was what he did. But he got off all of them just by changing the, what he was eating. So, um, you know, it's, it's amazing. If we could really wrap our heads around what you're teaching right now, I think it's, it can help a lot. I'm really looking forward to you getting your book out. But So in that drink you're having, I mean, there's, there's protein, there's carbohydrates, there's fat. Is there any, you know, any concept of the ratio of that, or do you go by that?
1: Well, if, let's say I'm doing a keto thing. What I'll do yeah. is I'll blend the chocolate in with the uh, lucuma, which is a low glycemic sweetener. It almost has no it's the best. It's the best non-glycemic sweetener out there. Lucuma, it's a superfood. Look into it. L U C U M A. I'm a I grow many of them here and I just love that tree and it's the best non-glycemic sweetener. So what I would do is I'll I'll do chocolate with that with an herbal tea that I that I'm brewing from the herbs around here. I'm an herbalist. I love herbal tea. I love, you know, doing barks and mushrooms and the tea and all that stuff. And then you blend them together.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Basi- basically, you're taking what would be a good formula if your keto would be take a little bit of chocolate, the cacao, cacao beans, blend it with a little bit of coconut meat or coconut butter. Um, and when I say coconut butter, I'm not saying coconut oil, I'm saying creamed coconut with a it's like cream cheese where you go, boom, and there's no sugar in that. And then I'll put a little bit of leucuma in there to just kind of smooth it over and blend that into a hot tea.
0: Wow, that sounds amazing. It's, the,
1: it's, it's basically like it's not quite as bitter as coffee, but it is. you know, It has a chocolate bitter little bit. The leucuma covers it over just enough, and it's just you can't beat it for morning. It's like the best drink ever. I've been also trying to educate people on that drink for almost 15 years on that one it's the best morning drink ever. Beats coffee, hands down, I got to tell you.
0: That's awesome. The best morning drink ever for the best day ever. I like that. That's We're going somewhere here. So, and what about monk fruit? I mean, a lot of people use Love that. It. Yeah, that's Love good it. for a non glycemic index of uh, sugar as well. Monk now, fruit is kind spe- of the Chinese
1: version of leucoma. But is okay. from South America and, and monk fruit from Asia. So they're
0: kind okay. of important to each other in that way. Cool. So, see, we've gone through all these these colors here. Looks like we probably hit them all. Um, when you you have a lot of your foods and a lot of your products that you distribute through some, what is How do people find out how to get foods and stuff from you? you, you they can get your chocolate. It's like you have that chocolate website, right? Yes. The best um, chocolate well, you- ever.
1: You can always go to just davidwolf.com, dot com, and, and just click shop and all my chocolates there. Again, I'm one of the only people in the, I am the only vanilla grower in the United States that is certified biodynamic, certified organic. So if you get a chocolate bar and it has vanilla in it, that vanilla comes from this farm right here. Um, if you get chocolate in it, we, we can't produce enough chocolate on this farm for all our demand, but. All our chocolate contains some chocolate from here. It, all our chocolate, of course, is certified organic. It's, I'm, I'm crazy like that when it comes to like, quality control. I mean, I'm crazy to a fault like that. Like, no way can I be involved in any kind of anything that where there could be chemicals getting in the food. Um, glyphosate could be sprayed on it. Like, I don't, that's not me. That's somebody else. I, my stuff's certified biodynamic, certified organic.
0: So define biodynamic to our audience. Biodynamic
1: was the original standard set up by Rudolf Steiner for quality back in the 1920s. It preceded the organic quality certification and is actually superior to organic certification. It's very difficult to be certified biodynamic. You have to go through many different processes. So certified organic is a great thing to have, and I'm certified organic here, but we're also certified biodynamic. So if you, like, for example, people are into wine, they know that you want a certified biodynamic wine, they're better and and that's a whole story i could do a whole show on just what biodynamic farming looks like um but That'd i just say it's fun and i i'm fascinated by it endlessly um and it's you know just it's a quality certification is what it really means
0: do you have an opinion you know so many times we go to the farmers markets and and or wherever we buy our food and you know the organic designation sometimes is so hard for small people to get you know and you have to go through all these Certifications in order to get organically grown, and sometimes it's still there's fertilizers and stuff that they allow on those crops that are still fertilizers that they can just call organic. Versus the farmer who just takes a lot of pride in his crops and he doesn't put anything on them, but he can't go through the cost of getting that. What what do you use as, or would you recommend to the average guy like us the the going out and looking for our best foods and, and with those dichotomies, if it isn't organic or it is or what?
1: Go to a farmer's market and talk to the farmers
0: okay. and ask
1: them what they're doing. And that's a good way to find out. Like, It is a lot of money. It's very expensive for me to be certified organic and certified biodynamic here on this farm. It costs a lot of money every year and not everyone can afford it. And that's a tragedy. So you got to talk to the farmers, find out what they're doing. And a lot of them just say, look, we, I don't care about their organic certification. I never used a chemical. I don't use fertilizers. This is, we just do everything original and natural. And you get to know that person. You realize, Hey, that's a cool farm. Let's, let's buy their product. That's what I'd recommend.
0: Wow. That's amazing. I have, um, quite a few organic farmers as patients, you know, and, uh, there's a, a lot of people aren't aware of this now, but you know, we, we are so used to tilling the soils in between crops and. This guy was talking about the fact that, you know, the, the glyphosate kills all the, the organisms in there. But most of the uh, the way that our plants get nutrients is by the molds and the um, microorganisms in the soil next to the roots. Just like our bugs digest, our microbiome digests our food for us so that we can absorb it and get the vitamins and minerals out of it. These microorganisms that live at the root of all these plants need to... Um, gather up the nutrients from the soil and break it down so the plant can di- digest it. And as we're spraying more and more, or even tilling the soil, we're just we're wiping these guys out.
1: It's totally correct. And, and this is an overall, it's like a, a meta program that's being overturned, the way we used to think about microbes. Oh, microbes, they're bad. Germs, we've got to get rid of them. And it's just a total impossibility. We live inside a field of germs that can never be removed. And all we're trying to do is get our farm, our, our little friendly bacteria that are growing on the skin, both inside our body and outside our body, our epithelial, our epithelial cells, cells are connected, connected to this microbiome. microbiome. We're trying to get them as healthy as possible so they can fight off the conditions. For example, I have a friend here who was getting problems with his skin living in the tropics because he's sweating all the time. And the problem was he had too much bacteria building up because he wasn't completely washing his clothes and getting that bacteria off his clothes every day so he put the old clothes back on and put a burden on his skin his skin started getting irritated and eventually he realized he needed to be actually more clean and that's hmm. a microbiome thing right so w- this is something we're learning more and more about here's another thing about the microbiome charcoal and the microbiome charcoal is one of the best nourishers of the microbiome it creates a clean environment just like at Harbin hot springs where mm-hmm. I'm, I'm in that clean environment, clean water. I mean, I saw a burnt out tree that, that was a stump that had a bowl in it, so the stump had a bowl, which was filled with rainwater, and I looked in there, it was filled with, it was a char- the whole thing was charcoal. It was amazing. <laughs> I was like, well, that's a trip. Now, wow. that's kind of what we want in our body, because our microbiome thrives on charcoal and in a charcoal-rich environment, just like the microbiome of the earth itself charcoal and soil is a whole world of research called biochar a hmm. world i'm deeply into we're going to burn a big fire out here today we're going to take all of that charcoal and it's going to go all spread it's going to feed this entire farm that's part of biodynamic farming where you take your your fire pit is a very important part of of nourishment for your for your farm right wow. we're creating all that carbon to clean the entire environment out and help the microbiome of the soil, and eventually, of course, ourselves.
0: And there's a lot of potassium, I believe, in the charcoal, too, or the ashes anyway. I'm not sure, but I've heard about that. So, wow, that's pretty amazing.
2: You're listening to McCollum Wellness Radio.
0: Hey, this is Dr. Duncan McCollum, and I have this amazing patient, Lauren, here, and she had a few things to say.
2: Hi, I'm Lauren Spencer, a local realtor, and I've been seeing Duncan for years now. I had a biking accident, and he's been adjusting me since then, and it's been amazing. But lately, I've had trouble with my feet, and I'm an avid walker, avid biker, avid uh, golfer, and uh, my feet were aching all the time. And I tried Duncan's TRT machine, which is an amazing stem cell machine that rejuvenates Uh, the cells. And my feet, I've had like three or four um, sessions with the machine and my feet are like new, no aches, no pains. It's a miracle. So I really highly recommend Duncan and his chiropractic services, but also that TRT machine. You got to try it. Mm -hmm. Thanks.
0: Dr. McCollum is
1: still offering a $49 introductory special on TRT treatment at his clinic, McCollum Family Chiropractic in Santa Cruz, California. If you are interested in experiencing the stem cell machine for yourself, give Dr. McCollum's office a call at 831-459-9990 or email his team at info at Chiropractic.com.
0: Just remind our audience who are listening to Dr. Duncan McCollum stepping in radio with this uh, amazing guest, David Avocado Wolf on here, and you're protector of wolves. I read about that too. And-
1: I am. I am a, I, my not, last name
0: is really Wolf. Um, I was born
1: with that name. And eventually I got a place you know, way out in the woods. So I have my place here and then I have my place on the mainland. And actually we do have wild wolves living on the land. And we protect them. And so they, they, it is really, really amazing. I had a close encounter with one of them one time. It was just a mind-boggling situation where there's a cave in the forest in this one spot. And I noticed one day, it was kind of the day where the snow's kind of melting, but there's still some snow on the ground, April 15th-ish, pretty cold up there. And um, there was tracks in and out of that cave. I thought, oh, there's probably a porcupine in that cave. So I kind of snuck up to the top of that cave. And I'm like, my foot's right there at the, just above the cave opening. And all of a sudden I hear something inside the ground there, and then boom, a head comes out, and I was like, "Oh oh, that's something big." And the whole animal came out it was a wolf. Wow. And right there within, with, was within six inches of my foot. You know, that's, that's how close we were. And that wolf came out and looked at me and it gave me a big smile with his tongue hanging out like a friendly <laughs> neighborhood dog.
2: Wow. And
1: since then we, we have been connected. Me and that wolf are connected. It was the that's most amazing. friendly animal. I was, I was, I was like, it confused me. I was like, "What's the friendly neighborhood dog doing down here?" And I was like, "That's not, that's a wolf." I'm in the woods. This isn't na- no neighborhood. It was you, such probably, a- didn't,
0: a- you probably didn't need a lot of your brown food that morning. Your you know, systems were working <laughs> <laughs> pretty well, anyway. Um, yeah, so it's uh, really great to talk to you. You know, I mean, I think about the rainbow effect or whatever you want to call it. And, you know, uh, you living in Hawaii and, uh, your life has so many different facets to it. I mean, when we look at all of the different things that you touch, it's, it's really cool. What are your passions? What are, where are you trying to move in the next, um, you know, the next five, 10 years? Fantastic.
1: Well, one of the things I'm very passionate about is farming and feeding people. Very passionate about it. It's just I, I just do it automatically. Even if I'm on somebody else's farm, I immediately start fixing their farm, doing this for them. It, it, you know, people love me at their farm because I just do it automatically all day and night. You know, even while I'm on phone calls, I'll be out there, you know, chopping and dropping, doing whatever needs to be done. So that will continue on. I, I definitely have a very strong angle right now towards defeating stress and helping uh-huh. people battle stress using all the tools that are available at every level that it's hitting us and it's hitting us on the three levels like you described in a way that like never before. So that's a big focus and concern. And then we have our nonprofit, which is our fruit tree planting foundation, which you mentioned actually early in the call and uh, continuing to work with that. We're going to plant this year is going to be a big year. We're going to plant over a hundred thousand trees this year. Um, And we are well over a million trees now planted with our organization.
0: You know, I need to get you uh, connected up with a guy. Have you heard of um, Sunny Ridge um, supplement or vitamins and nuts? They're everywhere. They got a little yes, I have
1: seen that brand.
0: Yeah, he's an amazing guy. He's a patient of mine, and uh, he when he was writing down his goals, he wants to plant a million fruit trees. So I'm going to connect you up with him. He's he's amazing. You you guys will really like each other. That's fantastic.
1: I love that, and I love that. I love his products. I picked up his products over the years, like. You know, I wanted to get pistachios in an airport or something. That was the only organic product out there. I was like, okay, that's the one.
0: Yeah, he started in his garage 40 years ago, you know, and now he's all over the country. And his integrity is amazing, you know, the amount of the time that he puts into being organic. So he's going to chunk off another one of those uh, 18 billion trees. And maybe there's some other listeners out there that want to do it. Well listen, I got fourteen acres and so if you ever want to come out and help ranch, you know, you're more than welcome to.
1: Are you so you're where are you in um which area of
0: You're in Aptos, okay. Aptos up, up in the Aptos Hills, you know, kind of there. Up with the redwoods micro- up there? Well, we have we're right by Nising Marks Park. Um, where we kind of butt up against it, and then we have probably about an eight acre field and then a bunch of oaks behind us and you know, pretty nice.
1: That's, I, I love had, that neighborhood. And one of the guys who lives on my farm is from that neighborhood.
0: Oh, really? I yeah. think I might have met him. Maybe I did, but I, I met a lot of guys when we were out in Nashville. Well, uh, I am so glad that we were able to connect. Um, you know, uh, you're an inspiration. And uh, tell us, about, we got a couple minutes left, about the Nutribullet. What was your um, your involvement in that?
1: Oh, right on. Thank you. I'm the co-developer of the Nutribullet, Nutribullet Blender, and it's one of the biggest successes of my life. And it's a it's a childhood dream come true to, to create that blender and, and be able to go out on TV and I sold that blender on TV for years still do and still a big big fan and love the company and love everything about what, what they're doing and it's just the best it's you, you know there's certain things in your life that are the best ever maybe some people it's their wife some people it's their kids some people it's their grandkids and for me that is like fits like that I mean it's like thank God for the NutriBullet what an awesome device.
0: Well, if people don't know you by name, they now know you by bullet and they'll, they'll be familiar. We've got about 30 seconds, so I want to say thank you. I'll get everything over to you and uh, look forward to seeing you again soon.
1: Thanks, Doc, that was awesome. Great having okay. having, uh, having you in this conversation.
0: Happy, yeah, we'll do it again sometime. You.
1: Okay, happy thank you, so I much. will,
0: thanks. You too. Okay. If you enjoyed this
1: episode of McCollum Wellness Radio, Please share it with a friend and tell them one helpful fact that you learned today. Remember, the best way to learn
2: is to teach.